This is the Key 5 Podcast for speakers by speakers with your host, Robert Ferguson, where you'll get quick, relevant tips to build your speaking business. Welcome to the Key 5 Podcast for speakers by speakers. For show notes, go to key5podcast.com. Today, we're talking with Robert Kennedy III, who's passionate about helping teams and individuals grab hold of their inner leader. He helps leaders create trust, loyalty, and great results through effective communication strategies. He's also the author of the book, Seven Ways to Know You Were Meant to Lead. Let's get started. Robert, uh, in one sentence, what do you speak about? I speak about storytelling, how leaders can tell their stories and communicate more effectively with confidence, clarity, and credibility. I love the sound of that. It, not only it's alliteration, but it sounds powerful. <laughs> so, Robert, how, how did you end up in the business of, of being a speaker? Maybe by accident. <laughs> well, I, I was a teacher. I was a high school teacher for eight years, and I moved into the college arena for two years. And after that opened up a training company developing online learning for organizations. During that process, I started to train them or teach them how to communicate their courses or the information more effectively to the organization. And so that naturally transitioned into speaking more about that and helping business leaders in particular do that more effectively. Well, I got to say, if you can, uh, talking to high school students, you know, if you can master that, then you can definitely master the corporate world. <laughs> well, we really haven't grown up that much, man. We just become <laughs> more complicated and have more bills. Absolutely. Well, let me ask you this. What do you know now that you wish you knew when you first got started? My goodness, it's simply just to be bolder. A lot of times we are afraid of what other people think, afraid of what the mistakes are or what will happen. And if I knew when I started that I could just do things boldly without being so concerned about the, the flops, then I would have done that right from the beginning. I love the idea of boulder. It almost reminds me of the Star Trek, you know, boldly go where no man's gone before. But, yes. you know, <laughs> that boldness, um, have you ever you know, been on stage where let's say you made a mistake and now you could say, you know, I'm just going to get through that. Have you ever had those moments where you went, man, that just, I really messed up on that one. And then and, and how did you deal with those? They still happen. <laughs> I still I still mess up. But, you know, I've reached a point where I recognize that I'm this thing called a human being. And all of us do these things and we mess up and we're not perfect. And so now I just kind of turn it into a joke or I simply say, well, that didn't work well, did it? And I keep moving and just keep going. I love the idea of keep moving. Absolutely. So one of the key things as uh, professional speakers in our audience who, whether they do keynotes or workshops or webinars or uh, breakout sessions, it's about telling story. And yeah. how do you develop a key story that, that you may use maybe across multiple presentations? Well, I talk about the stuff that I know the most, and that's me. <laughs> so mm -hmm. I, I, I dig into my history, dig into the pieces of my life where we were just talking about failure and mistakes. I dig into those and find out where were the, the areas that I could have done better or I messed up and how do I relate that to what we're talking about right now? Fabulous. Do you, 
And now let's say you have a, a key story you use. Do you adapt it depending on the audience? And if so, how do you adapt depend with each audience that you're talking to? It depends on maybe the level of audience and maybe how much time we have. I really look for the piece of the story that is going to be most relevant to the topic that we're talking about. So if I'm talking to a general audience where they are really people who are searching for purpose in life, I'll talk about the communication and how that was the common thread in my life and how I found that on my way towards my, my, where I am right now. If I'm talking to an audience that's more technical, I will speak about the technical pieces in the story and I won't really hit the emotional ends of it as much. Interesting. So I love the aspect of like for technical. Um, so you, you vary the, the emotional connection depending on the type of audience it sounds like. Yeah. Yeah, you do because people that there are some audiences that really just come there because they want the technical information and they need to leave. They don't have as much time. Mm -hmm. You know, executives tend to be that way, but you still want to have a key emotional component because you still want to connect with people. People connect at the heart and whether they have a lot of time or limited time, they still they're still human beings. And so if you got the heart, you can make them laugh. You can make them really connect with you, then they're going to listen differently. So true. I love it. They connecting with the heart and then the head. <laughs> yep. Um, so one of the other aspects in a presentation or a, a speech you may do, if you do, um, if you allow question and answers, a Q&A session, I don't know if that's something you do in your presentations, but if you do, how do you handle questions um, and what part and maybe when they get a little difficult? Well, when they're difficult, I... Number one, I admit to the fact that I don't know everything and I'm not afraid to say I don't know the answer to this, but I might circle back to something that I've already shared or a piece of the presentation and I'll say, well, you know what, you've brought up a good point and I may need to do a little bit more research and to expand my knowledge in this area, but here's what I've got so far. Okay. I like that approach. That's pretty neat. Um, Robert, one of the things as speakers that, you know, we're in the business of adding value to others and getting paid for it. Do you ever suggest that speakers should speak for free? And if so, when and why? It depends on the speaker and where you are in your career. If you are somebody that is maybe younger or newer and just starting out, sure. But if you've got a, an entire career behind you, if you've got a long and varied expertise that you've grown and built up, you can always share that for, for, for money from the beginning. Yes, I agree. Um, any other times that you suggest that somebody should speak for free? If you have a, if your career is moving and you can afford to speak for free to maybe an audience that you have a passion for, maybe it's, there's a nonprofit, maybe there is a, maybe a youth organization that typically doesn't have the funding to pay your speak fee, but you're passionate about serving that audience then yeah, look, look, look to see how you can serve in a way that makes sense. Okay. That's a good advice. I appreciate that. Um, Robert, as we, we kind of start to wrap up here, just uh, any secret tips or tricks you, about speaking that you'd be willing to share with our listeners? Well, I don't know if they're secret. The biggest one is, is, is practice, man. The biggest one is anything that you want to get better at, Make sure that you practice it. And then the second might be simply surrounding yourself with people who are smarter than you. There's nothing worse than 
just being in the same place for this for, for a long period of time over years and not really experiencing growth. So continue to seek growth. I love it. In fact, you've just described why I'm doing this um, podcast with all these great speakers. I'm surrounding myself with <laughs> brilliance. Um, Robert, this has been great. Thank you very much. And as we like to say to our listeners, we'll see you on the stage. All right. Thank you so much. Now let's hear what Alan Hoffler has for us in our Millswick Minute. Today's speaking tip is about how to make your stories relevant to your target audience. Most people get invited to the stage because their story or insight is informative, inspiring, unusual, thoughtful, or just plain awesome. But an audience might feel inferior or even intimidated by your great story if you cannot connect it to their story. One of the easiest ways to do this is to ask the question, in some form or another, what about you? And connect it to the larger moral of the story. For instance, if you've battled cancer and won, figure out what you've learned about fighting, about persevering, or about keeping a positive attitude, and then ask the question, what about you? When have you felt you faced an insurmountable obstacle? And you probably should name some common obstacles you think your audience faces. Then direct them to your insight. This keeps the audience from being passive listeners, makes them do business internally with your nugget of wisdom in life, and ultimately connects them with you. Failing to connect your story to your audience runs the risk of having them dismiss you with, I've never had that happen to me. I'm Alan Hoffler, and this is your Millswick Minute. Thanks, Alan. So what about you? Do you struggle to make your stories relevant to your target audience? What are some challenges you've faced? Let me know at robert at yourlocalstudio.com, and I'll work on finding a speaker to answer your questions in a future podcast. On our next Key 5 podcast, I'll be interviewing Meredith Elliott Powell, a business strategist who shows her audiences how to attract more business, retain top talent, and leap into position to win in this new economy. I hope you can join us. To listen to all of our podcasts and learn more about our guests, go to key5podcast.com. That's K-E-Y and the number 5, podcast.com. And be sure to download the speaking tips available there. So go to key5podcast.com today. Thanks for listening. This podcast was produced by your local studio. For more, go to key5podcast.com. Hey, if you're still listening, thanks for sticking around. I have one quick request. If you like the show, it would mean a whole lot if you left a review over in the iTunes store. This actually helps others find the show. So thanks in advance, and I'll talk to you next time.